0: Thanks for tuning in to the Replatform Podcast, sponsored by Attracting Hypersonics and hosted by myself, James Gerd. A warm welcome if it's your first episode. And also, we put a lot of time into creating all this great free content, so please help us keep the podcast free and going. Refer us to other people in your network, let them know we exist. Share our posts on LinkedIn and Twitter, that'd be great. And also, give us a rating on Apple, YouTube, Spotify, or wherever you listen if you haven't already. It helps boost our visibility. Right, so thanks, and we hope you enjoy this latest episode. So let me set it up before I introduce our wonderful guests. So we are talking today about Patchwork's new BI solution, which has been recently launched. Very exciting, a lot of buzz going around it. So you want to get under the hood. We're going to look at the data capabilities it provides, integrations leading e-commerce platforms, roadmap focus. Uh, so a warm welcome to a longtime friend of the podcast, uh, Jim Hubbard, who's now CEO at Patchworks. Hey, Jim, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing very well. Uh, very, very uh, pleased to be here. Thanks for having me on, again. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. You, uh, previously, um, GM at Commerce. we've done podcasts for you there, you got uh, an impressive track record on digital tech, see, and we were talking pre recording about being the old men of the industry. So I think we might need to create a lifetime achievement award for this podcast for you.
1: I think you're absolutely right. I mean, I was I'm very pleased to see, uh, I was in the top 10 of the last one. It'd be interesting to see if it's me or Big Commerce <laughs> going forward with this one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's all about, you know, that, that experience is, um, you know, very useful to people ultimately, I think, and, uh, you know, joining Patchworks, which is uh, quite a young company in terms of, of demographics, it's, it's been brilliant to be in for seven weeks now, uh, ultimately, and given us some of the benefit of that experience, so uh, help drive the company forward.
0: Yeah, excellent. And do, do you want to just give a very quick positioning? We're going to talk about the BI specifically, but for those who haven't worked with Patchworks, how would you define what Patchwork is and does?
1: Yeah, so Patchworks um, is basically uh, an iPad platform. Um, we're trying to come up with some kind of slightly cooler uh, mechanism around that. I was having a conversation with Kenny Gorge about it the other day. It's like, we're more than just an iPad, uh, bluntly. But what is that? You know, what? Wh- why would you come to Patchworks and, and ask to work with us? So, so typically, you'll know James as well. I was listening to last week's edition of the podcast that you know integrations can be a, a part of um, projects that go wrong, you know, really quickly and. You now going back to the the days I used to do with, with Ceneric, my old SI back in the day, a fully integrated stack is where you start to really see the the benefits of e-commerce, right? You know, it's, it's the whole I'm selling while I'm asleep thing where, you know, orders come in the front end, they go straight through to your three pill at the back end and they churn out and people buy them and you know receive them, and you get the cash, right? So you really need that to have an efficient operation. So the idea of patchworks is very much um the idea of SaaS. In the past, you would go down the route of probably building those integrations yourselves or using a piece of kind of more old fashioned middleware. I actually installed mule back in 2007 when it was open source pre-salesforce. Um, and of course then I had to size servers, make sure it all worked, it was secure. And so patchwork's done all that bit for you, uh, ultimately. So, so the, the, the product itself, uh, we have it running in the cloud, uh, it's all running in AWS, Kubernetes now. Um, I always pronounce that wrong because again, old man of e commerce, you know, these they're all new things. Uh, but but fundamentally we auto-scale, we're secure, and we have a really nice UX front end with pre-built connectors into systems. That mean that if you're on one of the you know, top five SaaS uh e-commerce platforms, if you're on uh Commerce, Shopify, Commerce Tools, uh Woo, uh, or, or you know, even Magento, which is partly SaaS or, or monolith, you know if you want to look at it that way, even while BigCommerce at on um you can effectively connect through to things like netsuite dynamics uh, Peoplebox. people box i'm gonna annoy something uh, here by uh, by not mentioning them but also pods like Lightspeed or um v- uh, well vehicle on the lp side um or situ again on the pod side the idea being is you can build a really sophisticated tech stack with with ness requirement on back-end devs ultimately so i sadly have spent you know like i said i've had 23 plus years in e-commerce um, Thirty years, nearly, in actual programming, and a large amount of my life it seems to have been is actually automating the job of my peer which is uh, pretty poor. But that's the that's the that's the root of like IT, tea, right? It's all about making it as easy as possible to go live as quickly as possible, and to make more money ultimately. You know, take the TCO savings of SaaS, and then you know improve your conversion rate, improve your uh, knowledge of your product, and sell as much as possible.
0: Excellent. So, with with that position in mind, the first question, which is. So why is an integration specialist um introduced a BI tool? So what what is what is the rationale behind launching this to the market? What was the need?
1: So uh, and this is completely because I asked the same question during my interview process last year. Although like, this is a bit of an odd one. I thought we were an integration solution. There's really good knowledge and and, and background to it ultimately. Uh, so Dave, the founder, Dave Wiltshire, um, and and some of the guys within the team, a couple of customers actually asked for that. They sort of said, you know. Fundamentally, uh, all our data goes through your platform. Um, if you look at the analytics capability of an e-commerce platform, they're normally pretty good. Um, you're looking at something like Google Analytics, maybe as well, um, uh, you know, to augment that, uh, and there's always that conversation, right? Even though we've all worked on lots and lots of projects, uh, you know, how do we do analytics is a key one. But if you're looking at it from the point of view of being a retailer, not just an e-commerce director, actually. You don't have all that data in the e-commerce platform. You know, you don't have your returns data, which is important. You know, we always talk about uh, average order value, uh, conversion rate and number of page, you know, number of visitors being the three key e-commerce metrics, but actually returns rate, particularly in fashion, massively impacts that. You know, if, if you're ordering six pairs of jeans and returning five, not quite as good as it looks from the econ director perspective. We've got all that data flowing through patchwork, right? Um so. The point was you know we can take that data put it into a data lake put some standard reports together and again coming back to that kind of putting the merchant first giving them the help that they need to trade we could then put some standard reports together um that they can get, go and use ultimately to really trade the stock that they have so uh the idea actually came out last year uh, we built a kind of pre-beta version of this um which we've got a few customers working on uh and, and using right now uh and then it's like actually let's make this go gold let's let's actually use this in the proper way so we have a snowflake data lake um they're the you know the market leader in, in, in data ultimately that we put the data into and then we use microsoft power bi uh, which we wrapped and effectively you know white label within the product itself and come on to another question later on um what it allows us to do is build those standard reports and then get them out there uh to to the customers so that effectively they can look at those reports have a have a trusted source of truth for that data that doesn't have the, oh yeah your JavaScript must have failed or uh you know oh, yeah the e-commerce platform is not saying this or whatever else this is data that you can really trust and use it really easy yeah, ultimately the idea is is that you know if you come to us saying I want to use your bi solution how quickly can we go live well with the data going through the platform um from the point we put you know we stitch patchworks into your e-commerce platform you can start trade you know you start looking at data within a couple of days uh, it takes us about two days to get you live ultimately. We have a couple of consultants that come in, uh, make sure that all the mappings are correct. You know, you might have something funny going on in your ERP or whatever. Um if you want us to load the data in from a, you know, from the last couple of years, couple of years historical, obviously there's a smaller bit of work that takes place there as well, but we've got standard formats for it, I'm sure you can imagine. You know, CSV gets us in there at, uh, from from that side of it. So again, maybe a week later you could be looking at the last year's trading data versus uh, you know, what's happening right now. So that's why we did it ultimately. We've got the data, so why not make that data available? And
0: because you reference the fact that you're you're effectively white labeling Power BI, which I know a lot of people be used to. Does it does therefore patchworks um BI work as a standalone product where I'm if I'm a customer not using your iPass, I could use a BI, or do I need to
1: be an iPass customer in order to enable the BI model? So you don't have to use our entire iPass. We just need to make sure that we've got that data coming through. So uh, we've had inquiries on the back of you know the marketing and the launch we did last week during half term, annoyingly. But you know, is there ever a right time to do a marketing launch? If you don't you know, I maybe mean? um, people coming to us with Shopify sites or BC sites, going uh, like, we really want to use the solution, you know, but we're not a customer already. Is that okay? The way our pricing works, it'll include the connectors that we need to get that into the data lake. Uh, from from that side of it. So you don't have to be an existing customer of Patchworks to start using that data.
0: Okay, and if you are an existing iPaaS customer, is it rolled into the license or is this an add-on where you can basically increase your license to get the BI as part of your overall suite?
1: It's very much an add-on um, because it's a, a different set of um, tools, uh, ultimately from our side. Uh, you don't get it included. Some of our enterprise customers do. Uh, because, you know, ultimately, if you come to us with enterprise pricing, like with most iPad or, or SaaS vendors, ultimately, we'll have a commercial conversation, of course. And it might be that you have the iPads, our BI solution and our soccer solution, you know, our live service for managing inventory across multiple warehouses to Shopify. Um, we can include all that in kind of a per site price. because Most of the people who need that kind of thing are probably running multiple stores for, you know, international reasons or whatever else. But yeah, fundamentally, uh, it's it's an add-on if you're an existing customer and on a standard chip.
0: Okay, cool. And you've also you you talked about the like leading e-commerce vendors that you already have connectors for and ERPs, POS, etc. How how would it work for a business that maybe has one of those common e-commerce platforms, but has some back office systems um, and third-party tools that aren't standard? How would they be able to connect those in? Like, what's the path to happiness for getting all the
1: data in that lake? So we have a, a connector called the Inbound API. So if you have the ability to to push data into our Inbound API, that's almost like an anything connector, if that makes sense. So you can take that Inbound API, move it through our mapping technology. There's some pretty cool stuff in there that, that the product team, Connor and, and guys at Belfast have built, um, which will, you know, Literally fuzzy match uh sort of JSON objects. <laughs> this is the technical as I get nowadays, uh, to to our, our internal mapping fields and then on to you know the, the the BI data lake. Um but uh if you don't have it right now, um it's probably worth waiting for our next release of the product in June. So we are coming out with a, a kind of anything-to-anything anything connector. Um one of our investors actually called it the universal connector, which is a great phrase from a you know, finance guy. Um, but, but the uh, the point of that would be is, you know, connector-wide, we have about 150 um, in the platform. We have about 40 connectors in our self-serve dash because that came out in Q4 last year. Um, and that includes the big ones that you mentioned already, uh, you know, things like Bright Pearl, Lynn Works, uh, Chaos Control, I've just got the sheet in front of me, uh, NetSuite, Dynamics, Business Central, et cetera, i talked about already. Um, if you did have a a, a more unusual um, or an uh, ERP that's not supported right now, um, frankly, we'd probably turn around right now and say, uh, come back to us in, in, June when we have a universal connector, because the point of that connector is well, it allows us to build connect the connector marketplace onto, onto patchwork. So, you know, fundamentally, uh, going forward past, you know, with a new product out there, it kind of won't matter because you can build a connector very quickly in the connector builder and then put it in the marketplace as an agency or a or tech vendor and, you know, sell it to more of our customers. That's the, that's the whole joy of the marketplace solution. Ed, so yeah. I-
0: uh, I can see it because you, you often find, don't you, just in legacy stacks, one odd system that's been put in like 15 years ago that no one's ever heard of, and, and getting data in and out is
1: always fun. Um, so I, got- I had some fun years ago, James. Sorry, man, but we, it was all CSV files. Um, you know, you couldn't, it was not human readable. <laughs> it's all upsetting numbers and, and, and commas. I mean, brilliant stuff. Yeah. Those days are nearly long gone, but the big guys still use them, right? They're still in there.
0: Yeah, and also, yeah, let's not forget there are still some proprietary, I guess what I call black box systems out there where you don't have direct access to the back end, which means you're yeah. rely on like SFTP drives with shed loads of, uh, of folders and files and they don't all fix line up in terms of data structure, which therefore you need to have that intelligence. Um, okay, and I want to come back to something you touched on earlier. We said like... Um, you can be up and running in a couple of days. Sometimes it might take like a week or so. What I think what people want to hear is so what set up work do the do the customers need to do? Like what resources, technical, non-technical, do they need to have in order to make this work to work
1: alongside your team? So um that's that's the really good thing about this, right? Uh I I I think like you saw on LinkedIn I put out a a a call for e-commerce directors and IT people to uh, have a look at it before we launched it because I wanted to make sure. you know, I've only been here a few weeks. Uh, that this was this was up to snuff and it was good stuff. Mm-hmm. And some of my old big commerce customers replied, uh, and some customers from before actually, and had a look. One of them sent me a WhatsApp over the weekend. I won't say who they are, um, and I did, and I carefully chose the pronoun there as well, so you can't tell. <laughs> you know what I mean? As they were like, "What's the cat? Yeah, who is? We'll go that route. Um, but you know, what's the catch? This seems really easy." The idea is you don't really need, unless you want to go down the route of that inbound API or our SFTP connector, we have one of those as well. Um, if you're talking about the system that where you already have, you know, pre-built working connectors for that that we know you know, are easy to use via the subserve dash, um, you don't need any technical skill at all. Um and, and that's the really key, that's the key thing about software as a service, right? Effectively what would happen is you get a login to your patchworks dashboard. There's the um there's the BI menu item you click on that it will spin you up your standard reports and and you can go in and see them and and use them and embed them in powerpoint or you know export the data as as needed ultimately
0: attract your complete product discovery growth engine create relevant shopping experiences that convert into sales and grow online revenue with personalized search merchandising and recommendation solutions powered by ai find out more at attract.com and can you just talk, be really useful to get a couple of examples of these pre-built, like default reports and dashboards? And then the second part of this question will be: what tooling
1: is air to label people to create their own custom data views? Yeah, absolutely. Well, so on the on the on this sort of report, we have we have three tiers. That seems to be the way that um, the market humans understand three, right? It's the mystical <laughs> power of three. Yeah. Um, so we have standard, pro, and enterprise. Um, so I'll come back to enterprise because that answers your second question ultimately. On the standard tier, uh, you actually get quite a lot of reports out of the box, uh, ultimately. So um there's a bunch of reports around order management. So you get an orders report, obviously see how you're doing, um, see what's what's going on with in terms of returns and and where the orders are coming from, because it's not just e commerce, right? If we've got your um pod system in there as well, or your ERP, you can see a complete view of your business. Um, products and sales. So again, you know, what are your top performing products, which ones are you um overstocked on? Uh, you know, that seems to be a hot topic not surprisingly given the economic climate uh, but it also to make sure you know what products um you may have oversold which also does happen right And we see that quite often that's what the stocker product is there for is to try to prevent that ultimately uh refunds and discounts as well so you know promotion reports uh from my last day at big last year i was pitching a large uk fashion retailer um and for a three-hour pitch well five-hour pitch actually we spent an hour going through reports you know and bc's got great reporting as does shopify as does ct everything else um within within the uh within the background but if you look at the coupons and 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 discounts across the entire estate not just in e-commerce that's a really key report for retailers right and i I came away from that interviewing for patchworks going about i think we have got an answer for this um so yeah you also get inventory management reports so sell through markdown uh month-end inventory snapshots uh days of inventory remaining again another key one and an abc analysis uh, i'm sure enough a list here, james and i'm not sure what that means uh have i say that it's a remarkably good memory for a uh, friday morning <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're all have a free copy um <laughs> yeah <laughs> we also uh picking all your traffic and digital spend data so part of our setup um we'll connect through to your analytics solution um and and bring through the you know your traffic your digital spend, which is quite interesting, so you can actually see what your ad spend and your ROAS is looking like, uh, and and also some customer insights. So there's some standard reports that have been built there by our our teams to do that as well. Um, additionally, on the standard thing, you, effectively you get daily refresh of that, um, and we can take, give you up to two years like historic data uh, ultimately to, to to get you there. On the pro tier, you actually get four times a day refresh, so it gets a bit more interesting uh, from from that side of it. Still no custom reports, but there's a couple of other additional reports. There's a merchandising report, uh, which gives you really detailed four times a day um, uh, view of uh, you know stock status per day, uh, retail value of stock, et cetera, and a daily alert report. That's quite nice. So it's a very quick, concise snapshot of activity. What's happening right now? You know, and if you have um, uh, suddenly got a TikTok influencer on side, uh, a friend of mine, you know, Tom at uh, Isle Three, had this happen to him a couple of weeks ago. Uh, suddenly the orders fly through the roof, right? And you need to know that. And and so you get that on the pro tier as well. Then you go into the enterprise tier. So enterprise tier would actually do, um, you know, six times a day refreshing. Uh, We can effectively do any historic onboarding you want. And that's when it gets into the custom reporting side, of things as well. So um, in terms of people making their own reports, um, we're actually uh, hopefully, you know, releasing very quickly the ability for them to, have their own view onto Snowflake. So, you know, you talking to an enterprise, quite often they're already using Power BI, like you said, and they just want access to the data lake itself uh, and the data that's in there that we've, you know, we've done the transformations on to get into it. So um, right now we can't do that. Not technically, it's a commercial conversation that we're in <laughs> basically on that side. Um, as soon as that's done, that'll be part of the enterprise offering as well. And on top of that, you know, if you want to come to our BI experts, we have a team of experts who have already built these reports who are working on roadmap, Um, but additionally can actually help build those custom reports for customers. We'll do that at the professional services engagement if you need it. Um, But the key thing about Patchworks going forward is we're going to have an agency-led delivery approach. Uh, We want agencies to be able to use Patchworks like any other piece of SaaS software, and that goes for uh, BI as well. So if there are any BI partners listening to this or Power BI partners, give us a call, get in touch with me or Stanbury, Colin Stanbury and you know have a conversation because we could be a good uh lead you know lead flow for you.
0: <laughs> and how does it how does it work for multi-storefront? Because that's obviously one of the one of the things that people most want is the simplicity of being able to filter views, being able to have roll up yeah. aggregate reporting, split split reports by currency, geography, etc. So what what's the in international capability?
1: Yeah, so um absolutely support it out of the box. You'll be very pleased to know. Uh and in fact that's one of the first use cases that came along with these beta customers that needed a bi solution uh, because you know exactly that they had five shopify stores um then they needed you know to go to five different back ends or try and use ga to do it but as uh, already previously mentioned won't include their in-store data either at, at the same time so um fundamentally the way it works is you would have a, a number of different shopify connected all reporting into the same data lake um, we will convert to the base currency of the business. And the reason I say that is because I think that's how people want to report. Um, yeah, normally companies are, you know, reporting to the market or their investors or internally in a single currency. So that conversion will be done into a data lake, but that can be any currency, right? Um, and did so if you wanted to go down the route of having separate reports in separate currencies, that could also be done. Um, the storefront... Uh, um, uh, identifier is one of the things that goes into it as well. So if you wanted to drill into using Power BI, you know, the orders report and say, like, okay, well, which one's coming from which store? You can do that too, right? You know, it's just, just the filter option, ultimately. So you can see how UK is doing versus France, for instance.
0: And you you talked, um, you referenced earlier about the ability to pull in other data sources um, and use the, the open connector um, to, to bring that in. I'm assuming then if In the standard um, connectors on an e-commerce platform, if somebody's customized the order file, then that data is going to sit within the BI anyway, because it's part of that standard data, right? So, um, have you got any, I guess it's too early for interesting use case, but in principle, the ability to do things like if somebody's doing NPS surveys and passing those values back through, that you could then do segmented analysis based on NPS score and look at the impact on things
1: like sales, so you could create those custom views yourself on the enterprise tier. Absolutely right. Yeah, we could. We, do, we don't have anybody doing that, um, but I love that use case. Uh, and in fact, it's got me thinking about doing the same thing with our NPS store, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, and we do use our Snowflake data like internally as well. Um, not so much on the yeah. e-commerce side because we're not selling, right? We're not We're not on e-commerce sales uh, platform. Uh, but exactly like you mentioned, you know, you've got the data there and you've got people who can build the reports. That's what the enterprise tier is all about, ultimately.
0: Yeah, I have a lot of conversations with people about the value of, of customer-centric metrics like MPS and using them to change behavior. Often people people can't work out how to do the analysis easily. So the ability to yeah. have a centralized system where you can automate reports that show the value of happy customers is quite useful. gets people a bit more excited about it.
1: Do you know, it's interesting, isn't it? It's like if you go through BA Security and you've got those little um, smiley faces, uh, there's a great use case on there that it's primarily own owned business. And, it, and it was, they were talking about how um, I think it was Starbucks, one of the big US coffee chains, were using it to identify their best performing store managers. And they would take the person with the lowest score and put them into the best performing store and vice versa and see if it did. Re- and if it did reverse, then they knew for, for a fact, right? And it, NPS is a bit like that. It's a really simple mechanism of saying how happy you are or not. And yes, if you look into the individual data, there's probably reasons for it. But if you look at the trend and the and the, and the overview, it doesn't matter. Those reasons kind of go away. You can tell people are happier or they're not. Right?
0: Things like it. I my favorite example of it, uh, of like the NPS stuff is when the doctor surgery says how how likely you be to recommend us. So, yes, get ill, come to this surgery. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> it's it's a really weird thing. <laughs> I get what they're trying to do, but it's a bit odd to recommend a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> <But> I agree. I'd <laughs> rather not be ill, but um, and how does he for people who haven't used Power BI and other guises? What how does the export and sharing function work? So, how easy is it for people to set up automatic alerts to send ping stuff to people? Is it all via email? Are you able to share to other tools through connectors? You talk us through that. So, it's
1: it's basically the standard features that are available within Power BI. Um, so um, by default. You can re- uh, export into PowerPoint, uh, and you can set up alerts and emails, uh, like I say, if I email, uh, ultimately, um, to people to say, that look at this report. Um, you can embed a live report into uh, PowerPoint, uh, interestingly. So some authentication stuff that has to be done behind it. Um, but that can be quite useful. I mean, but fundamentally, the idea was that let's make some reports that are useful to take to a board where you don't have to do any work. You know, that's what you're paying us for, uh, ultimately. They just sat there that way. Um if you go enterprise, then again, you know, Power BI can be kind of unlocked a bit further for the right reports to be sort of exported into Excel or, or, or other features that are within it. But but fundamentally, you know, Power BI is a good product. People understand it because it's part of the office suite and people are using it anyway. So we figured that, um, and it's not based, of course, right? It just works on anything. So so the idea for us was let's just take that um, tool that there's a kind of market leader in in, in simple standard reporting. And embed that into what we have within our dashboard, uh, and so that's why we've gone down that route. We, you know, we'd, we'd, there's nothing wrong with um, outsourcing something a multi-billion-dollar corporation is using as long as it's good. <laughs> and <laughs> and it's we can, which of course we can. Well, it makes perfect
0: sense to to you because you have that whole um, build versus buy essentially, don't you? Do you use a market leader, do you build your own capability? But I guess the you know patchworks, it, the integration specialism on top of an existing powerful bi solution is a no brainer so yeah i, I can yeah. i can see why you do that because the amount of development effort to build out a comparable big up tool as the engine will be take quite a lot of time
1: i spent the first two years of my professional career building management reports for uh disney consumer products in paris and uh yes i don't want to do that again because <laughs> it was all bespoke <laughs>
0: um and obviously this is early days where you you said you've got bi experts involved they're busy planning the roadmap. Can you talk us through, is it too early to talk through product strategy and roadmap focus, or do you have a clear vision of where it's going to head in the next like six to 12 months?
1: So there's some interesting stuff we're talking about. Um, some of the feedback we've had is that we'd be great to have benchmarking in there. Um, so there was a really nice benchmark post that popped up on LinkedIn this morning, actually, from, from Vinny in Ireland um, around you know what conversion rates are. Uh, and I actually shared that with the team BI. I'm talking to a couple of data providers, uh, a couple of the big ones that you'll know. Um, that the retailers provide their data to. Um, because actually it'd be lovely for a retailer to think, oh my conversion rates 2% or it's 2.1. What does everyone else in fashion apparel in the UK do? You know, how am I doing? Do I do I feel good about that? So so some benchmarking stuff has been fed back to us. Um so so I think the next three to five months is very much taking the customer feedback from existing customers and from the people we've demoed to. And rolling that into the standard reports bluntly, uh, from from that side of it. So you won't see any major change. Um, and, and I don't think you've seen any new reports. You'll just see the reports being refined a bit better uh, on that side of it. Um the the dev team is very much um, you know, ring fenced and working on the the product dev team on the new platform that I mentioned already. Because again, once we've got that in place, then that Gives us additional BI capabilities because we've got this anything to anything connector and the process and mappings that allows non-technical people to do the transformations they need to get the right data into BI.
0: Yeah, makes sense. Um, um you, you've uh, alluded to briefly earlier about the the commercial side that there's a there's a license. If you want BI, you can take it on top of um, existing patchwork servers or you can just use it standalone. I'd love to, to I love uh, to kind of talk a bit more about. How all the license works as you grow—is it purely on data throughput? Um, is it on users? Is it a combination? Let me just stick to my pricing
1: tab. Uh, <laughs> as if my magic is what I prepared. Her. As if my magic—it's almost like we've got some internal product training uh, enablement uh, stuff. But I'm looking at right now. No, um, I don't want to talk about actual prices. Um, I think if anyone's really interested in what they're hearing here, the best thing to do is to uh contact us uh we've got contact us form on the website talk to me talk to tom brewer our head of sales uh get a demo in and then we can talk about that but the, the standard pricing is cheap you know it's a few hundred pounds a month uh ultimately uh we're talking about 72 hours setup time uh like i said um and and that gives you the reports and the refreshes of full about before uh pro is about double that cost so it's just over a grand uh right now um but the good news is is we're not talking about anything around usage there right so you do get a certain number of seats um but you get more than one right you know even in the standard one if you're looking at it i've got it written down here somewhere to, to five you get five major accounts for standard and you get 10 in pro so that'll probably cover most people off uh on, on that side of it again enterprise all bets are off coming over of conversation we'll we'll carve a deal out um but we're not saying uh if you have you know um hundreds of millions of rows of data coming in, we're going to charge you more money. Uh, we probably should, uh, but in the minute we're not because of the, the way the unit economics work, we can offer it at this kind of good price because that's how sassy, ultimately, Yeah, the more you put on the front end, you can still put a, a profitable product uh, by recognizing what your costs look like and then just you know marking it up to a certain extent and passing it on to the user. So it's not, not volume-based. It's based on the, the, the tiers and the number of seats, really, uh, on, on that side of it. And how many times you want to refresh that data. You know, it, it, it's more the way the costs are to us. It's the refreshing of the data rather than the amount of data that's the problem. So, but yeah, it's quite, a, it, It's it, again, that's why I brought the WhatsApp over the weekend uh, a few weeks ago saying, what's the catch of that thing? i mean, like, no catch, sign now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, and if um, someone listening wants to get a, a demo or wants to drill into a bit more in terms
1: of the full suite of reports, how can they go about that? Uh, super easy, actually. So anybody listening could, you know, uh, come to me if they wanted to, and i put them in touch with Tom Brewer, our head of sales. Um, the, the the real way is to come onto our website. If you come and have a look at wearepatchworks.com and click on the BI link, um, you'll find uh, a nice video, uh, you know, some overview of the reports, a bit more detail, and a contact us form. So if you fill in that contact us form, uh, one of the sales team will be back with you as soon as possible. Look to schedule a demo, you know, to your convenience. Ultimately. You would come on with one of our solutions engineers. They would walk you through the the product and you get to see it. And then if it's a yes, sign up and simply two hours later, you have got a report.
0: And I think I, one, one final question for me, cause will be a lot of people who, who, who can understand the, the, the rationale, and the value of, of why, um, using a Power BI solution that's delivered by Patchworks with its integration capabilities makes sense. There might be others still thinking, why wouldn't I just use Power BI? Why well, don't you patch? Can you just like for those who who maybe still don't understand the difference, what's the value on it, I guess, in terms of how you would explain to people like or what patchworks brings versus
1: just going direct to a Power BI solution? Yeah, absolutely. So so I think if you're looking, if you're on one of those SaaS platforms I mentioned, or if you're on Magento, um and uh you could exactly go down that route. And we we contacted people and said we've already built this. Great, fine. You know, there's the, the, there's not for everybody. But if you are thinking about Getting in some Power BI contractors right now, it's not just about Power BI. You've got to put that data somewhere. So you've got to create the data warehouse, data lake, uh, whatever the modern term is for it uh, ultimately, and then put Power BI on top of it. Um, And you've got to define those reports. You've actually got to build the reports you want as well, right, on top of that. That's the value add. We've done all that hard piece, if you know what I mean. So what could be a five-month project ultimately to build all the reports you need? Cost quite a lot of money on, um, you know, a, a, a team of contractors, your own people, whatever it is, which would almost certainly, and then trust me on this because I've been there. I, like I said, I did that work for DCP, uh, didn't do simple, I did it in financial services towards the end of the 90s, working with the bearing asset management on their MIS system. Other priorities come in, you know, data is really important until it isn't, if you know what I mean. And you've only really got so many people that all goes away. That's the value add, ultimately. You know, um, it, it's as simple as take your Shopify store, take your big commerce store, take your commerce store store. Bit of the connector details in uh this is us doing this anyway once you've signed up that goes straight into the into the data lake and then you've just got the reports working if you want to upload historical data again we can do that for you uh you know that's again part of the uh part of the fee and and, and part of the commercial conversation um and then a week later you've got actionable insights coming from the data that's in the data lake so that's the that's the value add right? it's the speed of doing it um the lower cost of doing it um, and and the fact that it's a you know fully hosted solution that somebody else is keeping an alert on, you have to worry about that either. Excellent. Uh, look, thanks for, thanks for coming on for taking the time to answer the
0: questions. Uh, it's been useful, it's interesting for me as well because obviously I've not looked at the the tool yet, so I'm looking forward to that that demo later on. Um, and anyone else, anyone listen who, who wants to challenge, Jim, or anything wants to find out a bit more info, he's given you the contact details. Reach out. But thanks, as always, for listening. Keep your ears open for our next episode. We drop one every week. Remember to give us that rating on your YouTube or whichever player you're listening on. It really helps us with our our visibility. So thanks. Take care, everybody. For more information on this topic, head over to replatform.fm for our audio podcasts. To discuss a project, or if you'd like to chat about any of the topics covered in this episode in more detail, please reach out to myself, James Gerd, and my co-host, Paul Rogers, via LinkedIn and Twitter. Thanks again for listening, and keep your ears peeled for the next episode.